Welcome to Ambitious Motherhood, the podcast for the mom who is chasing after her dreams in motherhood and business. This is your permission slip to pursue all that you were created to be and live out your calling, both in and out of your home. Here's your host, Katie Fleming. Welcome back to the Ambitious Motherhood Podcast. I am your host, Katie Fleming, and today we are diving into part two on monetizing a small audience. We talked last week on how to consistently get to 5K months in your business and the things that have been keeping you back, those things that have been taking your focus and keeping you away from those $5,000 months. Okay, so if you have not yet heard that episode, definitely go check that out, part one. It's going to set you up so that you listen to this episode and you're fully caught up with where we are and where we're going in this episode. Last time we talked about information versus transformation and the business model that you've been sold versus the one you need and some things that are taking your focus away from what really matters. And we actually talked about the things that do matter and how you can begin to prioritize those today so that you can see revenue come in from those efforts. But today we're going to go into your problem and your solutions in your business. Okay, as entrepreneurs, we get paid to solve problems. Businesses get paid to solve problems. If there's problems out there, I bet you there's a business out there to solve that problem. And if you can position your offer as the thing that solves the problem somebody has, then you're going to get a sale. That's what keeps businesses in business, right? So if you want to be paid more, if you want to create a high ticket, highly transformative offer, then you have to solve a bigger problem. Solving the biggest problem that your ideal clients are facing that they have a desire to overcome, solving the biggest problem for your section of your audience that is able and willing to pay for that solution, it's going to allow you to have a high ticket offer, but also a highly transformative offer. One that actually brings the results and the change in your client's life that they desire. So I know, I know you, I know you listening. I really do. So I know your first objection, the first thought you have right now is, yeah, but part of my audience, most of my audience, Katie, doesn't have the money. They're not going to pay for a high ticket offer. They're not going to spend $500, $600, $700, a month to work with me. But I know they desperately need the help and I know that they desperately need the change. So what about the people that can't afford to pay high ticket? I know you're thinking that because You started your business most likely out of a passion to serve and to help. This desire to help people is what originally spurred you into creating your business, right? That's what it was like for me. It's easy to feel like, yeah, but I'm not serving. I'm not actually living in that passion. I'm not actually living in the ability to serve people if I don't serve people. But the reality is, is we can't serve people well If we aren't, number one, taking care of our profitability and our business, because it's almost like you can't pour from an empty cup. So if your business is barely making it and you're not actually able to comfortably create content and value and create change in your client's life because your business is starving, then your clients are going to get the short end of the stick in that case. So what I'm not saying, though, is that I'm not saying low ticket offers $97 workshops. I'm not saying any of that doesn't have a place, just doesn't have a place yet. There is a time and a place for that. Okay. So there will be a time and a place where you'll be able to serve the mass majority of your audience with a low ticket offer. 
But what I want to challenge you to think about is let's say you were working with three to four clients on a monthly basis who are paying you four figures to work with them. Your business, your life, everything is good. You're profitable. Do you think that your free content that you create would be better because now you're actually able to sustain your business model, sustain your life? Do you think your free content that you give to your audience would be better in that case? I want you to think about that because oftentimes what we realize is we think that if we're not creating lower ticket offers for the people in our audience that can only afford smaller offers, we think that they're not going to be served by a high ticket offer. But in reality, your free content ends up becoming better because you're no longer wondering, okay, should this be paid value or should this be free value? You're just giving away the goods, right? Because you know that the actual transformation, the actual thing they need help with is not something that can be portrayed through free content. For example, messaging is a big pillar of what I do and what how I work with my clients, okay? Once we can figure out your expert positioning in the marketplace and, and how and why somebody is going to come for to you over somebody else in the market, once we know that, it's really, really, really amazing what can happen in your business pretty quickly. I can talk about messaging all day long on social, on podcasts, on live streams, and I do. I talk about it a lot. The one thing that a free live stream can't do is it cannot give my specific brain thoughts onto your specific business situation, okay? That is something that only can come through us having a one-on-one conversation or coaching or a group call or something like that. There's a level of intimacy and implementation that is just not gonna be possible through free content. Sure, if your brain kind of works similar to mine, you can stumble upon my free content, get a ton of value, and probably be well on your way. And that's awesome. But if you're looking for support now and implementation now, you're going to want to upgrade into a way where you get my brain on your business so that we can figure out your messaging today and be moving forward towards bringing in new clients, positioning yourself as the expert in the market that you are. Okay. So there, there is a, you don't, when you are positioning yourself as the expert and you are sharing high ticket offers, you don't have to worry about your free content. You don't have to worry about giving too much. What if you just gave the whole house away? What if you just gave as much free value as possible? What would happen? I bet you would sign more high ticket, one-on-one clients, coaching clients, intensives. I bet if you stopped wondering, is this free or is this paid? And you just gave it away, what would happen? Because people don't need more information. They need more implementation. They need more hand-holding, help, support on how to actually implement and make it happen for them. Okay, so that is the value of coaching. That is the value of your offer. That is the value that your work provides that your free content can't necessarily provide. So the whole point of that little rant was to tell you that just because you're shifting into a higher ticket model doesn't mean your audience the majority of your audience who isn't ready for that doesn't mean they won't win. They will win because your free content will be stronger and will be better. So the other thing to think about is that your high ticket offer might not be for them, okay? But that's not for you to decide. That's on them. And what you have to realize is that a portion of your market And every market has this. My audience has this. Your audience has this. The person down the street's audience has this. A portion is ready, willing, and able, and they're like super desperate for a change. And that change that you can help them to create. 
and they're ready to give you money today to help them solve that problem. Okay, they've got this desperation. They want the solution like yesterday. And so the key here is when you're talking about your offer positioning is you have to speak to that person, the person that is ready, able, and willing and desperate for a solution. You've got to speak to her in a way that will perk her ears up to buy. Okay, so another objection that I hear you saying, or you're probably thinking, especially if you're not in a B2B niche, I work with a lot of women that are in a business-to-business industry where maybe they're accountants and they do bookkeeping work. So they're working for other businesses. There's a hard ROI there. They are trying, they are showing businesses how if you can figure out how to manage your money, there's a, a return on investment from hiring me to do your books. Or maybe somebody's a digital marketing strategist, or maybe somebody is a Pinterest strategist or podcast editor or whatever. Those are B2B industries where they work with business owners, okay? versus somebody who is B to C. Maybe you're selling home organization. Maybe you're selling home management coaching. Maybe you're selling time management coaching. Maybe you are selling some kind of cooking expertise or some kind of, or painting or something that is not super hard ROI. It's more of a soft sell, okay? Because there isn't, you can at the end of the day say, hey, because I taught you how to cook, you saved this much money, right? So it's a little bit different. It's a business to consumer industry. So what I hear a lot of times is, Katie, I'm not a B2B. I'm not a business coach. I don't help people make money. So this doesn't work for me. And I just want to encourage you that that is like the biggest, the biggest little misconception, lie, limiting belief, whatever you want to call it. It's the little thing that's holding you back from actually being able to serve people and give them the transformation they desire and want and to be paid well for it. So I'll tell you, sure, B2C is very different than selling B2B, but it doesn't mean high ticket and having a profitable business isn't possible for you. Not at all. Are there people out there that can't afford to hire a coach to help them handle their meal prep, their time management, their household, their painting hobbies, all of these things? Sure, (laughs) there are, just like there are people who won't invest in a business coach or can't invest in a business coach or just want to go the DIY route until they're blue in the face that's fine. You want to piece together a bunch of jigsaw puzzle pieces from all kinds of different online gurus? That's cool. Do it. But the the time that it's going to take and the money that it's going to take for you to get the same result you're desiring is going to be, it's going to take longer. Okay. That's, and that's the difference between hiring somebody to have a one-on-one help in your business, to have somebody implementing with you along the way. Right. And so that is the difference between somebody who says, you know what, I'm going to take this DIY course on meal prep. And, you know, it may or may not solve my problems. It probably won't in a year from now, looking at December and the next year, I'll sit here and say, yeah, I still haven't figured out that meal prep. And that's okay. But there's going to be people that say, you know what, I realize that I want the results now. I realize that's going to take some commitment, whether in the form of money or time or both. And I'm willing to make that happen. Okay, so that that is a different mindset. That's a different different level of awareness that a buyer is going to be at in order to say yes to your high ticket offer and working with you. Okay, so just keep that in mind that even in an industry that is B2C, it's a little bit of a softer sell. It is still possible. You just have to make sure that in your messaging and in your solution that you're talking to the woman who wants the biggest transformation and desires it today. Okay. Your content needs to speak to your ideal client, and your ideal client is the one who invests. 
I think so often, this is interesting, that when we're creating our ideal client avatar documents, and trust me, you've all done them, okay? You've all come to me and you've, like, when I work with clients, they're like, yeah, I've done the ideal client avatar before. I'm like, yeah, cool, but we're going to do it again. It's going to be different. And this is way different. So you're going to do it. (laughs) And it's something we commonly forget is that our ideal client is somebody who invests. They see the value in investments. They have the funds to invest. They have the willingness that in this headspace where they they see the value in, in paying somebody else for the value they can provide so that they can get the results quicker, so that they can have the implementation help. And so we often forget that one of the most important attributes of our ideal client is that she is willing to invest. She's in the mindset of investing. She has this do-whatever-it-takes attitude to make it happen. You know, I was talking with a client last week, and they gave me a rundown of this specific person that came into their world, booked a discovery call, had a really great chat. It was really awesome in so many different ways. And she said, I think this is my ideal client. But this client hadn't invested yet. She had some mindset blocks around spending money on this service. So I reminded my client that, yes, while she might have similar attributes, she isn't the perfect ideal client because she isn't in the headspace, the mindset, the awareness that it needs to be in in order to say yes and make it a no-brainer investment to work with you. So your ideal client is one who has the funds in some form or fashion. And it's not on you to stress or worry about how they will invest, but the question is, are they ready? Are they willing? And are they able? And let's just think about your life for a second. How many times have you desperately wanted something? You racked your brain to figure out solutions. Maybe you plotted to get your birthday gift in a certain form, like gift cards that you could get this thing. Okay, so and maybe it isn't even a birthday thing, but maybe you've just wanted something and you found some way to make it happen. Whether you you wanted to join this mastermind and you went into your business bank account, you started to find places where you could cut expenses and eliminate subscriptions and do things, move things around so that you had a way to actually join this thing that you deeply desired in order to get a result in your business. You will find a way. We always do. We find ways to make what we want happen to happen. And so when your client desires the change so bad and they're ready to make it happen, they will find a way to make the investment happen period, end of story. So if the trait willing and able to find a way to invest isn't on your ideal client document, you're doing it wrong. Okay. So just keep that in mind. I just wanted to hit that because I think we forget that and we think, oh, because all these people have already said no to me or they're not able to afford it, that that means nobody else out there is able to afford it. But I'm telling you, there is a portion of your audience that will invest high ticket and there's more than one person out there. I'm just telling you. Okay. There are plenty. (laughs) So let's briefly talk about the mindset game that comes up when we start to sell high ticket. Business is 20% strategy and tactics. It's like tiny, how much actually matters, how much strategy actually matters, how much tactics actually matter. It's really 80% mindset and the behind the scenes inside job kind of work that mindset actually is. It's seriously, when we start, when I coach my clients, like a lot of it at the beginning could be strategy, but the majority of what actually goes down over our 90 days together, six months together, whatever it ends up looking like is mindset. It blows my mind how we just want another strategy. But what typically I realize is that you don't need more strategy. You don't need more info. You just need help 
figuring out how to get your mind on board with what you want to do so that you can accomplish the goals that you've set out to accomplish. It's an inside job. So I'm going to give you a heads up of a few thoughts, mindset thoughts, limiting beliefs that will come up when you choose to sell high ticket. And the first one is, and I'll just tell you real quick, these, none of these actually really go away. You just get better at derailing them quicker and rewriting them quicker. But the first one is, who am I to charge this? Okay, who am I? I just know this thing and I'm really good at it and and it comes really easily to me. So this often comes back to the knowledge bias and thinking, oh, because this comes easily to me, it must come easily to everybody else. And it's just not true. Okay, that is why you are good at what you're good at. That is why the things that you create and craft in your business becomes intuitive to you because you're so good at it. Not everybody has that skill. Okay, so so even realizing whether you've got to go ask a friend, hey, is this actually valuable? Or what is that thing that you come to me for often? Start to realize how not everybody knows what you know and knows the way in which you do things. Uh, what comes easy to you is not always easy to everybody else. So, so kind of get away from that knowledge bias. Another one is no one will pay me for this. And this is like, this is also coming back to that whole, who am I to charge this? Because no one will pay me for something that's so easy. If this is so easy to me and it brings this result, but no one's going to pay me for this, right? Or there isn't enough people out there to make this work. So that is coming from a lack mentality, feeling like there's not enough people out there in the marketplace to pay you for the services you provide, okay? Or the last one is, I need more experience to be able to charge this. I hear this so often. You don't need more experience. You probably already have so much experience. You're already an expert in what you do, and you already get your clients' results in some form or fashion. So You just need to start to own that expertise, get out there, share it with the world, provide solutions, help them with the change they're looking for, okay? And like I said, you aren't the only one experiencing these thoughts. They're common. Actually, everyone experiences them. And the ones who win are the ones who know how to get over them, how to reframe the belief quicker and move on. They're the ones who don't let these limiting beliefs derail them. You know, these are limiting beliefs. Who am I to charge this? That's a limiting belief that you aren't enough. No one will pay me. That's the limiting belief that there is lack in this world and not abundance. There isn't enough people out there to make this work and worth my while. That's lack. I need more experience to charge this. That comes back to the you aren't enough belief. The truth is, you know more than you think you do. And the knowledge bias, the curse of knowledge is you think because something comes easily and naturally to you that all people must be good at it too. And why would somebody pay you to do that? Why would something that's so easy for you be worth so much value to someone else? (laughs) Right? That is the knowledge bias. And I'll just tell you, I discounted my expertise for such a long time. I didn't realize that ideas and strategy and solutions didn't come naturally to most people. Most people couldn't just have conversations and just automatically see things the way they are and where they were going to go and have a few questions and then clearly see the steps laid out for how that person would go from where they were to where they wanted to go. I didn't realize that my nurturing, tough love nature was actually kind of an asset. I didn't realize that my mind thinks and works in systems and I'm systemizing things before I ever get going and that that's an asset. And something that gives me an unfair advantage in the marketplace. And I bet you too 
if you really looked and thought about it. You have let yourself believe that what comes so naturally to you must surely come naturally to everyone else. And so why would somebody pay you for that? And I just want to tell you, girl, that is a lie. So let's reframe. Let's reframe that. Anytime you notice patterns and beliefs that aren't serving you, identify them. Get them out on paper or in words. I prefer words. I think when you can speak them out loud, you start to realize how ridiculous it sounds. I had that happen this week on a coaching call with my coach where I they asked a question. I said, I started talking and I said, this sounds ridiculous, but I'm this is like reality, what's going on in my head right now. And until you speak it and you have that actual re- realization that, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. And you start to become disgusted with it. Then you can rewrite it. Then you can change it. We've got to identify the beliefs, the thoughts, shine a light on them, and then start to debunk them, okay? And show how they are lies so that you can then rewrite the truth. And the truth is we live in an abundant world with more people, more wealth, more opportunity than we can normally see. And I want you just to, if you struggle with feeling like there's lack or or abundance won't come your way or whatever that is, or that you're not enough and your offer isn't enough, I want you just to start to notice the, the little things in this world that are abundant, that show abundance, that there is money here. There's money to be spent. People want to spend money to change their life. So just drive down the road today and notice nice cars, Notice Louis Vuitton bags on the shoulders of women in your town. Notice nice shoes. Appreciate those nice things. There is abundance, guys. And the truth is you are amazing at what you do. You get your clients results and they're willing to pay for it. The truth is your expertise is valuable. You are worthy to be paid for that value. Yeah? All right. So now that we got that mindset rant out, let's move into some practical steps. So. Real quick, before we go on, I want to hear from you. If you've gotten value out of this episode so far in this episode series, I want you to screenshot your show and tag me on your Instagram stories. You can tag me at Katie Fleming. Let me know what nugget you are taking away from today's episode and holding onto in your business and in your life. So in this portion, we're going to end this episode by talking about your niche statement. This is a little statement that you can use to share with people who you are, what you do, and how you help your clients. So the first thing I want to say is don't let this statement, not being perfect or feeling perfect, don't let it derail you from going out there, creating content, sharing your message, and making offers. The things we talked about in part one of this series, okay? Don't let this statement and trying to get it perfect keep you from those things that actually matter. This statement can be a ever-evolving statement and that's okay and that's a good thing. Okay, so first of all, who do you help? Okay, so if you need to get, get your journal out right now and start to write that down, definitely do that. Who do you help? How do you help them? What does your help allow them to avoid? Okay, so for me, I help mom entrepreneurs build six-figure business without sacrificing their life, okay? I help them build six-figure businesses working less than 20 hours a week. These are statements, these are things that I do in my expertise. So it's for the mom entrepreneur that's making two to $3,000 a month and she wants to scale to six figures without sacrifice. Do you hear how I'm, I'm just rattling off a bunch of different options to you right now? That's kind of the flow you need to get into when you're creating this messaging niche statement is write down all of the things, okay? Keep a document. 
keep a place where you can see all the different iterations because you might get 20 iterations down the line and realize you liked something from the first one and the eighth one, and now you've got the perfect one. Okay, so niche statements can be, I help you go from X to Z, right? So I help you go from frazzled to in control or chaos to balanced or whatever that looks like. It's from a place you don't wanna be to a place you wanna go. Or you can have a niche statement that says, I help who, who you help, mom entrepreneurs, scale to six figures, so what they want, so that they can, or so that they can avoid. So in my case, it was, I help mom entrepreneurs scale to six figures without sacrificing their life. So I help who get what they want so that they can experience what they're desiring or so that they can avoid what they don't want. So those are a couple different niche statement options for you, but really you need to just start figuring this thing out. You need to start putting some information out there. You need to start to use the words of your ideal client to craft the statement. And most importantly, like I said, getting out there, creating content, sharing your message and making offers is what truly matters at this stage in the game. So don't get too hung up on this niche statement. If you guys have any questions or want feedback from me on your statement specifically, feel free to reach out on Instagram, post it on your Instagram stories and tag me and we can definitely dive into your bio and see how that's optimized to be able to attract ideal clients into your world. So... Thanks for joining us on today's episode. I have loved going through this two-part series on monetizing a small audience, and I hope that it has helped you to see that you don't need a big audience in order to grow a profitable business online. You don't. You need a strong message, a strong offer, and a marketing plan that is simple and brings your ideal clients into your world and allows you the opportunity to chat with them, to convert them, and to change their lives. So if you want to get help from me on how to craft your six-figure action plan so that you can go out there, find your message, make your offers, and talk to the right people who are ready to hire you, and you're ready to scale to six figures without sacrificing your life, I want to invite you to hop on a discovery call with me. You can go to 1kmom.com discovery, and I cannot wait to chat with you soon. All right, y'all. I'll see you on the next episode. <laughs>